Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today we thought we'd tackle a different topic. Uh, we're going to tackle the tackle. Yeah, we're going to tackle the tackle, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a big, big tackle for this one because we were initially, we had thoughts about the Wellness Guys covering women's health. But I thought, you know, yeah. we thought that might be a Jeez. bit dangerous for us at this huh. stage. Well, we'll probably end up doing it. Um, but. I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of guys listening to this show um, all the time, and I know there is, and uh, thank you for listening. But there's also a lot of women who listen to the show who wish their men or their man in their <laughs> life would listen to the show, right? Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we thought we'd tackle the tackle, the tackle, the tackle, which is the on men's health on today's show. So, boys, what do you think about men's health? Well, it's one of those things which just doesn't get spoken enough about. There's so much around for women's health. It's almost one of those things that's been swept under the carpet. And I think part of the problem is that blokes don't tend to take much charge of their health. Just generally, like I'm, I'm being very general here because obviously there's, there's blokes listening to the wellness guys that quite clearly take good care of themselves like they're doing lots of exercise, lots of functional exercise, eating great food, drinking heaps of water, off the grog. You know, there's a lot of those things that, that the, the messages are permeated and got through to those blokes. But the, for the general bloke, male out there in whichever country they're in, they just don't tend to take good care of their health. And I think that that is part of the reason why healthcare professionals have almost thrown their hands up at the air and just gone, oh, well, it's just too hard to help these fellas out until they get <laughs> something wrong with them. That's right. So, Brett, why do you think men don't think about or don't even think about their health or even care for their health? Well, I think part of it is it's that ego thing. It's that idea that we have to be blokey, we have to be manly, that, uh, that you know, we just have to toughen up and deal with it. That, you know, even though there's some stuff there that maybe isn't going so well, that, you know, we've got some health challenges or we're not really happy with what's going on, we just think, oh, well, we'll just push through it or, um, you know, we'll fix it ourselves, you know, we'll, we'll work it out, we'll just sort of keep doing what we're doing and hope it gets better or... Um, you know, we just have this idea that we just have to toughen up and push through and that everything yeah, will be okay. And, uh, and very often it's not the case. I mean, I know for all of us in practice, we see these macho blokes who, um, who just like to wait until they've absolutely fallen apart <laughs> and then think, oh, maybe I should do something about it. And often even when they do decide to do something about it, they just want it to be like fixed as quickly as possible with the least amount of effort and, you know, just sort me out so that I can, you know, I don't care about getting well again. I just want to get back on track so that I can tough it out for a bit longer. Yeah, they still and, probably um, wait a couple more weeks before they come in the door. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's exactly. funny you say that though, isn't it? Because guys just generally like to fix problems. You know, that's one of the things, one of the criticisms against blokes in a conversation with a woman yeah. is that we offer a solution when we should just be yeah. listening, right? So That's other people's we, problems though, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so true. But you know, if something gets broken, we fix it. Um, you know, usually if the lawnmower is still going, cutting grass, even though it's blowing blue smoke, we're not going to worry about it until it just stops cutting the grass, right? So then, then we'll go 
fix it. And so there's this thing, that I think maybe also because we think of our bodies as being so mechanical. You know, there's mm. this perception that if there's a piece that's broken, you can chop it out, fix it, take a drug or whatever and sort out the problem. Someone's going to be able to fix it. And that's the mentality of blokes is that it can be fixed as opposed to something that needs to be serviced and maintained and cared for and nurtured and looked after, which is very much a female view of things. Mm. there's always that australian saying i'm gonna butcher this by the way so she'll be all right you know it's that whole <laughs> that whole mentality of everything's gonna be just okay but maybe it's the way we grew up did that was that good not bad not, yeah, not bad. bad i had to work i was trying to work out what the word butcher was when you said bitcher but you left off you dropped the mate I don't, right, I don't even want to try to attempt that one. <laughs> but it may, you know, we, we listened to stories as we were kids, you know, the Superman, you know, we got to be like so strong as Superman. We got to be invincible or, you know, our parents or the dad tell us, you know, suck it up, princess, you know, like just to toughen up. Don't cry like a girl, you know, nothing, no offense to the girls. Um, but it's all that whole mentality um, in society as well. And, that, and from our friends, right? It's a lot of peer pressure from our friends when we're growing up to say, you know, you just got to tough it through. All, you know, you, you played sports, guys. And, and, you know, it's almost like you get hit by a ball and, you know, don't rub it, don't rub it. You know, you can't rub it. It's like, freaking, I'm going to rub it. It's freaking hurts, you know? It's so, like a badge of honor. Yeah, you, know, you got to right. wear it and show it off. You know, yeah. look at all these bits that don't work. Isn't that awesome? So let's tackle some of these things. So we know, we, we talked about why men don't think about their health and they should. But what they're ignoring is a whole bunch of stuff that uh, could be really deadly um, and things that they're pushing off um, or they're waiting and waiting and waiting for things to happen before, you know, symptoms to occur before they actually deal with it or think about it. And some of these are, some of the symptoms are already too late. Um, Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about some of those issues. Um, Damien, would you like to start off with the first one of the, one of the, what do you think one of the major issues for men's health? If they ignore it, it could be a problem. Well, one of the, what are the, I guess that one of the toughest men's issues are tackling, but that men have to tackle with right now. You know, it's, there's a lot of ignorance about what happens with men's health. You know, we, we tend to bundle it. We say, oh, it's heart disease, oh, it's, you know, diabetes or it's cancer or whatever. And guys go, oh, yeah, well, you know, unless something happens to me, I'm not going to worry about it. But there's other things that are going on inside a bloke's body, physiology, that indicate that there's dysfunction. That could be just high levels of stress um, or it could be significant nutritional deficiency or it could be neurological impairment. But one of the things that affects men is impotency. The inability Mm. to establish and maintain an erection uh, is a big thing for many men and they just don't talk about it. In many cases, they shy away from having sex, having intercourse, and they are impotent and they stay that way without seeking any help. Now, you get told about taking oral strips to last longer in the bed and you get told about having sprays under your tongue to stop you from, you know, orgasming too early and all these sorts of things, but no one's really speaking about one of the major issues, which is the inability to actually get an erection and then maintain that erection to arrive at arousal, uh, at arousal point, And this is a key indicator for chronic stress. In fact, it's probably, in many cases, an early indicator for cardiovascular stress. So impotency is one of those things that really needs to be addressed because you need to find out whether or not it's a cardiovascular issue, in which case that could be more serious, right, fellas? Mm. Um, Whether it's just a tackle issue, so it might just be, you know, maybe there's a muscle that's pulled down there, you know, literally, Um, or it could be a nutritional deficiency, and that should also be looked at. It could be a... 
a neurological injury, uh, in which case it may be accompanied or may not be accompanied by other signs and symptoms of pain or numbness or tingling in around the backside or down the legs, and these sorts of things need to be addressed. But impotency is one of those things that affects many men. Now, I'm not too sure about the statistics, but a bucket load of blokes out there are suffering with this particular condition, and they don't know who to turn to or what to do. And you know it's really important to understand that there is a lot of men suffering from it. And and once again, without knowing the stats, it's certainly seemingly on the rise and on the increase. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that we we once again we're waiting for it to the symptoms to appear. You know, we're talking about these sort of named conditions here, but it's really important to understand that often what we talk about with these things is we talk about you know early detection or you know trying to catch it early. But what we really should be talking about as well is all the other stuff we talk about on our Wellness Guys podcast, which is how to live a healthy life. So that you right. decrease your likelihood of these things happening later on too, because you know often if you're waiting until you've got the obvious symptoms, then you then you're dealing with it too late. You you really should be starting to think about it before the symptoms start to come on too. Mm. Yep, for sure. Yep. I mean, and that's the thing though. Isn't impotence is one of those? It's more of a like you said, it's a symptom, Damien. Like it's it's not you know we talk about it as a, as a, an actual disease, but it's actually more symptom of an, living an unhealthy life, right? So let's talk about that. Like, if, if someone's impotent, um, chances are they're not going to want to talk about it, right? Because they don't want to tell anybody, you know, true. about that because it's a society pressure. So, Damien, what do you think some of the three, you know, let's name three major things that they should be looking at or addressing to really kind of turn that around and reverse, reversing it? Number one, number one, unequivocally, is stress. That is the number one cause of impotency. It's stress, which is accompanied by anxiety and to some degree insomnia. So it's that bundle. But we spoke about that. We spoke about mm. sleep. Oh, we spoke about stress moving to anxiety, moving to insomnia. It's that bundle. And that's, you know, it's, that's the number one cause that I've found uh, in my patients that I've dealt with um, that have had uh, impotence. Now, number two is alcohol consumption. There's a truckload of blokes out there who drink every single day. They have no AFDs at all. They might come home from work, have a couple of stubbies. Um, they might even have a couple of you know, uh, spirits uh, on some ice maybe or even with some, uh, some Coca-Cola sort of you know, type beverages, that sort of thing. And it just really marks up their whole physiology in terms of the ability to perform because they start to store some fat, so they're creating more estrogen, so it becomes a testosterone issue. But let's just say alcohol. Mm -hmm. So we've got stress, we've got alcohol. The other thing is blood sugar dysregulation. So the um, inability for the man to manage his, his blood sugar is is often early, you know, you'll see signs of central pedal obesity, which we'll talk about later on, but like weight gain in around the tummy uh, is an early indicator for, um, for, for risk associated with impotency. But if I could say the fourth one, um, the, the probably the fourth one would be depression, which is that, you know, it, that extreme of stress, anxiety, insomnia, and then depression. Like that's a, that's a really big one too. Yeah. So what about early detection? Like what, what are some of the things a bloke can do to do some self-examination and what, what should we be looking for? What other things, you know, that, you know, a guy should be doing on a regular basis? I think that's a question for me. Is yeah, yep. Sorry, mate. Sorry. So one of the th one of the things we don't do often we hear about women checking their breasts all the time um, for for lumps and more. Look, you know, this is a topic I want to bring up in the future. Is why 
and not, I'm not asking a question, I'm actually making a statement. I want to talk about why there's so much breast cancer and what are the many theories surrounding all this breast cancer that's popping up at the moment. And we're going to uncover it and we're going to shatter some massive myths there because there's too many girls walking around doing some stuff on a daily basis that are increasing the risk of breast cancer. So I'll just end that because we just talked about self-examination. Mm. But getting back to the blokes, blokes don't check their testes. You know, blokes don't have a fiddle around to find out what's actually going on, see if there's any lumpy bits or any swellings or if there's any tenderness in the testes. Some blokes um, may not even be acutely aware that they might have one testy significantly bigger than the other testy. And uh, that's a very common issue. That's That can be caused by either a varicocele, which is a varicose vein, or a hydrocele, which is fluid in and around the testes. And that's... Uh, you know, a potentially hugely detrimental problem to the testy and that the testy gets too hot and it destroys the function of the testy. So there's there's a number of different things you want to feel for there. One is little lumps. Little lumps could indicate um, pathological changes that really do need rapid attention and, and that's what I'm talking there about testicular cancer in this case. Um, larger testes, one larger than the other, especially if it shrinks down when you lie down. So when you stand up and it's big, that could be a hydrocele or a varicocele. That needs to be addressed because that strangulation of the testy will cause permanent death or damage to the testy. So you've got to be really careful of that as well. Um, but, you know, if you stand up, it's big, and you lie down, it gets small again, then that's an indicator you've got to get that checked out. But that's two things that you could actually uh, feel for with your testes to look after proper male health. Wow. And the other one, of course, Damo, is uh, not one that you can self-exam, but, uh, but the prostate, you know, the prostatic enlargement is something that, uh, that once again, seems to be getting more and more common. Um, and something that I guess blokes should be getting checked out and keeping on top of. Yeah, it's a, a topic that you know many people hear about. It's called BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia. And it's, you'll see it. You go into a pharmacy, you go to a health food store. There's a whole lot of things that uh, that people talk about that can be beneficial. Zinc is really important for blokes. A lot of blokes don't get enough zinc in their diet. They don't smell stuff. They don't taste stuff. They add a lot more salt to their food because they're just not getting the flavors from their food. And zinc is one of the most important cofactors for blokes to maintain sperm, to maintain testicular function, um, and to maintain testosterone function. You've really got to have enough zinc in the body. But the enlargement of the prostate takes place usually as a result of uh, excess, uh, poorly utilised testosterone in the body. So that can be, you know, you can do a few things. There's some herbs that you can take to sort that out. In particular, there's a, one herb that's been studied hugely. In fact, a good, very close friend of um, Amber's and mine uh, did her PhD on benign prostatic hyperplasia and looked into uh, the current research and the and the efficacy of a plant called Serenoa repens, which is saw palmetto. And that's everywhere. You can get saw palmetto everywhere. And if you're dribbling after doing a wee or you find yourself stopping and starting, uh, you know, mid-flow doing a wee or you're finding yourself having to wake up a number of times through the night to do little wees, not big wees, um, then you could actually have an enlarged prostate. And we're finding that it's happening with boys oh sorry not boys but men um at a younger age it used to be that you'd go and get your digit check at the age of 40 mm. and if it was all clear you'd be fine but what we're finding is there's blokes at the age of 35 even 32 wow these days and it's to do with lifestyle not enough zinc and and excessive testosterone in the body and that could be there's a whole heap of causes for that it's amazing though isn't it like let's move on to another topic because uh, but relating to that i'm finding more and more men um are getting you know fatter at a younger age i don't know if you guys noticed that too as well 
Brett, what do you think? Yeah, you I must notice really that in your cricket team. <laughs> yeah, something about the cricketers, isn't it? We're not the uh, not the most felt blokes going around sometimes, but uh, yeah, I think it's really noticeable in the younger generations, and you know, and my generation included, that that it does seem to be happening at a younger and younger age. I think it's a combination of a much more sedentary lifestyle, obviously, um, you know, the food choices we're making, um, but you're really seeing that you know that so-called beer gut. Um, which you know obviously isn't necessarily just caused by the beer. It's you know it's the diet having a huge impact on that. And obviously we've spoken about weight on quite a few episodes, but it's just so massively important in terms of your health when you've got that gut sticking out the front there. It has an effect on you know everything from you know heart disease and strokes and cancers and diabetes and you know it's it's affecting everything in your body because at the end of the day those fat cells become like another gland in your body secreting hormones just throwing the whole balance of your body out so um, it's just it's something that that's almost become the norm I know Damien was talking about this a little earlier off air we were talking about how. Um, you know, people were suggesting to him that maybe it was abnormal not to be overweight once you get to our age. Um, <laughs> and, and to a certain degree, that's happening in society, isn't it? What we think of as being normal is sort of subtly and gradually shifting. And, uh, you know, the whole society is being adapted, whether it's the size of the seats, whether it's the, you know, everything in our society is being changed to, accomp- to allow for this, this new normal, I guess, which, which, is, which is actually not normal. It's just really common. Yeah, mm. the amount of people tell me to gain a bit more weight because I'm just too skinny is ridiculous. It's I, it's amazes me. Damo, tell us about that story. I think it's great for people to hear. You don't have to name uh, any names, of course. Well, I'm I'm two of my closest mates, and I, and they are my closest mates, and they're actually also family. besides Brett and Lawrence, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. It goes without saying, right? But uh, I, I was out playing golf yesterday. We had a ripper day. It was just a beautiful day. And, uh, you know, we're discussing our relative weights and, you know, look, I'm 75, 76 kilos on a good day. Some I'm aiming to get to 80 kilos one day and, um, you know, it's my lifelong goal to have muscles enough that weigh 80 kilos and, and I'll be very, very happy. But the joke was that the boys that I was with, the fellas that I was with were all the same age, were six months apart and, um, and the, one of the blokes was 25 kilos heavier than me. He'd hit the ton. And the other bloke was 20 kilos heavier than me. He was not yet at the ton. I think actually he might have been at the ton once before and he's back down. And the comment was that, geez, Damo, you're too skinny. You're, you know, it's not normal for you to be this skinny. You know, everyone at your age should have more weight on them. And I'm like, no, nah, hang on a second, fellas. You guys drink a lot. Like, you're drinking a lot of booze. You're not eating the most awesome food all the time. You might do a lot of exercise, but you're just not looking after your body. And it just, it was amazing to me. And I think I've mentioned this before as well. Did you ever see the movie Wally? It's the Disney show, Pixar. Yeah. yeah. Wally. And. I see that actually. That was one of the, a very, very frightening movie for me from the reality point of view because it talks about the standardization of food becoming just calorific. Mm-hmm. And so that people just eat the same meal just with different flavors and they all look exactly the same. They all put the fat on in the same spots. And my mates are putting the fat on in the same spots because they're eating the same sort of foods. And, you know, you can see obesity. When you look at obese people, a lot of the time they've got, they look very similar. Like there's just bulges in different areas. The whole of the body becomes a different shape. The face becomes a different shape. The eyes become a different shape. But 
all seems to fit one mold, but it's becoming the normal yeah. as opposed to being the um, the exception. What would be the normal? I was reading a, a, the paper yesterday, and they were saying by the um, year twenty twenty five, I believe it was, three quarter of the world's population will be either overweight or obese. So, which means that we, you know, people who are fit and healthy will be only a quarter of the, well, a quarter, I guess, and so we basically will be abnormal, and so that's well, a scary thought. At the moment, it's 68.9% in Australia. Yeah. 69.9% of Australians are overweight or obese. And your point there, LT, I reckon we'll hit that faster. I actually, I reckon that before 2020, we're going to have 75%. Not if we we're have something to do with it. Not if we have something to do with it, right? So <laughs> that's what we're trying to change with these podcasts here. So yeah. uh, let's, I mean, one of the other issues I think is also because going back to the age thing, and when we're younger, when we're kids and being boys as we are, we're, you know, typically we're athletic and we, you know, going on and do these things, but we can eat as much as you want pretty much, especially like I'm, I saw my brother. My brother was a, a pretty, pretty great swimmer. And swimmers are renowned for calorie intake. They can just pack on as much calories as they can because they burn it off so much from their training. And um, unfortunately, it's that sooner or later, that type of training or the amount of training stops, but they're still consuming the same type of foods at the same rate, you know, thinking their metabolisms are, um, uh, you know, functioning at the same levels. And as we get older, you know, we drink more, obviously, and um, we, we eat the same types of foods. But, you know, when we hit about the late 20s I'm, I'm noticing late 20s or you know early 30s that's when people are just packing it on and it's such a gradual thing that they don't even notice it and then the energy sh- is shot and it just leads to massive problems unfortunately but i want to lead to the next point because this is hugely important we talked about this we kind of hinted a little bit about it uh, throughout the show today already it's depression you know mm-hmm. i think one of the biggest issue here is depression with men um brett you know, why do you think depression is such a big thing uh, among men, especially? Well, yeah, depression is a massive one amongst blokes, isn't it? And we're seeing it particularly, um, well, I don't know if it's particularly, but we're certainly hearing about it a lot more from men in the country. Um, and I think part of that is that one of the reasons why we're seeing this rise in depression, I think, is isolation for men. Um, I think our culture's changed a lot. We, we don't have the same sense of community that we used to have. Um, maybe we don't play as much team sport as we used to do. Um, we spend a lot more time kind of by ourselves, you know, perhaps typing on Facebook to people rather than actually getting down and having a good one-on-one chat with people. Um, and so I think as a result, there's a lot of men who are isolated, who don't feel like they've got someone they can talk to about their problems or don't want to talk to people about their problems. Um, and so they're, they're sort of very inward looking. They're, they're getting sort of stuck in their own stuff and not able to, to get beyond that. Um, and so I think definitely that's one of the reasons why we're seeing more and more of this depression. Um, and obviously, you know, in terms of what we do about that, there's, there's you know, a whole range of, I guess, a spectrum of depression as well, you know, in terms of, um, you know, how far down that road it's gone and, and what you need to do about it. But I think one of the things we can do is just create a good support network for us. It just makes such a big difference, I think. It's so weird, isn't it, that we're so connected, like, through the internet and Facebook, you know, more, most of us have like over two, 200 or 1,000 fans or friends or whatever, but yet we're less connected to each every single one of them. We don't actually go out and actually catch up with someone and then actually talk to them face-to-face. And so it's, it's amazing. Damien, what about your thoughts? What do you think this does? Do you think it's because we're you know men, we hold things in, we don't tell anybody, and that leads to some problems? Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely that LT, but you know, there's that inability to open up. 
I think that's mm. that's one of those things. But cheapers, if we open up that can of worms right now, that that could take be a whole another thirty minutes. But I think the other thing that we tend to find with blokes these days is a, some degree of displacement. Many guys are unaware of their role in the family unit these days. They're, often their wife has had the kids and also earns more money than the husband, mm. and uh, and so that's a displacement issue. There's you know, the, often there's discussions around chivalry and guys are kind of don't know whether or not they should open the door for a, a woman or they shouldn't because they're being sexist, you know? Yeah. And so there's these sorts of things. Men are very confused about their role in society these days. And um, to some extent, it's th- th- there's, there's still that masculinity that men try to portray. But I think it's a little bit of, you know, they, they kind of feel... Uh, that they're being immature if they behave like boys or men, and it's uh, so it's done in different circles, and it's it's. it's I, I think we're seeing just a, an identity shift with blokes. And I was actually listening to a uh, a psychologist speak just the other day, and she was mentioning that very same thing that men are, are struggling to come to terms with the shift in. Um, their role in society, whether or not they're providers or fixers or, you know, are they house husbands or are they, you know, hunters and gatherers or what, what are, what's the man's role? And as a, as a consequence, that isolation that takes place that Brett I was talking about before and LT you spoke of too, that, that means that we don't actually get a chance to actually talk about it or try and discover what our actual role is. So, you know, boys don't tend to go away on boys' weekends as much as what we used to or, or as much as what they used to. So I think um, there's there's the inability to communicate, there's the inability to position themselves in society, um, but there's also the inability to speak to somebody about how we find our position or place in society. So, you know, I think I might have spoken in circles, but that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the final thing we've got to make sure we talk about in terms of depression is, is how lifestyle impacts on that as well. Because, um, there's a, you know, there's a huge amount of research out there now talking about, you know, exercise and the importance of that in terms of depression and, you know, how different foods and different, you know, dietary intakes can affect your depression levels. And so it's really important to understand that it's, you know, it's the whole picture. You know, it's not just about looking at the mental side of things. You need to look at the physical and the chemical side of things as well in terms of what might be causing your body to be in this, this stress-depressed state. Um, so it's important to look at all facets of it as well. I think we should do a. We should ask someone to do a study um, on people who are listening to the wellness guys and someone who doesn't, and see if that impacts on their health and life and depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what Australian government. We could do that. Yeah, we should do that. Definitely do that. Oh, well, so, Brett, it's just. A, can I just say this? I think it's such an important thing, Brett. The exercise thing is so crucial for guys. Mm. We've got to get out there. If we're not exercising and we're not eating enough protein, we don't manufacture enough testosterone. That's right. And that just in itself actually affects our whole physiology, it, it will relate to our impotence, our prostate enlargement, our obesity. Um, we could talk about many other health conditions, including heart disease and cancer, that is related to a, a dysfunction of testosterone in a man's body. Exercise, eating enough protein, having enough hydration and fresh fruit and vegetables. You can't, I can't stress enough that how, how important... That, that little subset of lifestyle factors is to a man's health, let alone that, everyone else, but to a man's health. And that comes health. back to the point we made at the start, isn't it? That we've spoken about these named conditions, but really what it's about is actually looking after your lifestyle and not waiting until you've got one of these named conditions to decide, hey, maybe I should do something about it. And look, to a large degree, we're probably preaching to the converted here, the people who are actually choosing to come out and listen to the wellness guys are probably people who are already a bit more proactive. 
Um, but, you know, you've got to think about this stuff before you get to these named conditions. You've got to actually just put it in place first as a wellness preventative measure. Um, and that's really the best way to do it. You know, all of those things we just spoke about. Mm. Us men are great at fixing things, but are terrible at fixing ourselves sometimes. So definitely a great episode, guys. And uh, thank you for that. Now, I want to leave off um, by you know, sort of announcing, sort of announcing, I guess, because Brett really wants to say it. But I'm putting a, and, and do, I'm, I'm putting a gag order on these boys. I'm going to have to cut this part out from the podcast. But um, Brett, I know you've been dying to, to say something. So tell people to, not too much that something is coming around the corner for the Wallens guys. Well, yeah, there's, there's some really exciting stuff coming around the corner. But, but one of the things, I guess, for the ladies out there who've listened to this episode is that we are going to be introducing some more different podcasts very soon um, and one of those will be some awesome ladies who can give it a different perspective on health and so um, without wanting to reveal too much I think we can just say just stay tuned um, the ladies you know the ladies stuff is coming and, uh, and there's going to be some great info there for guys and girls really to get a different perspective on health and there's going to be some brand new podcasts coming really soon so stay tuned. Yeah, the, the Wallace Guys is changing and shifting, and it's going to be an awesome um, shift, I think. It's going to really create wellness, uh, which is our vision and our plan for the world, and uh, it's going to really make a big impact. So stay tuned and to uh, help us create this uh, wellness um, into your lives. So great episode, guys. Thank you very much, and I'm sure the blokes appreciate it. I'm sure the women who listen to this podcast will appreciate it for their men in their lives as well. So as always, join us each week on thewellnessguys.com. Make sure you leave your comment below this episode and tell us what you think. Um, make sure you also go to Facebook and carry the conversation and tell us what you thought about this episode, what you think some of the major problems, I guess, um, that men have to face, um, like things like man flu and so on and so forth, which we never actually got around to touching <laughs> in this episode. Um, but also make sure you do, though, to subscribe to us um, for each episode on iTunes. So until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show.